During this Christmas season, we've been reflecting on the message theme of finding peace. After the turbulence of the Advent season, when Christ comes, it's meant to be a time of especially experiencing God's peace in our lives. And the three principal characters of this gospel, of course, are the three magi. Tradition of the church giving them the names of Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. And the three magi, the three wise men, when they were searching, they did not at first find peace. But once they found the Christ child, they found the peace that they had been searching for. And they had what we call an epiphany moment, an aha moment. An epiphany is that moment of going, oh, I get it now. Or whenever I saw the comics, the cartoons, they would always put the little light bulb going off when the cartoon character got it, right, in that particular moment. So that's what an epiphany is all about. It's that moment when something clicks that didn't previously click, that aha moment. And what's interesting, especially about the three magi, the three wise men, they were not Jews. They did not know about the prophecies of the Messiah. They studied the world, especially studying the stars. And that was the way that they were seeking to find the answers by studying the natural world. It's something we often don't think about, just what a transformative moment the incarnation, Christmas, the nativity, when God became a human being and dwelt among us was, that literally there was effect in the natural world, in creation, that those who didn't even know of the Jewish faith or of the Jewish prophecies, that they could see an effect of the Messiah coming. And the three magi literally followed those natural causes, those natural effects, and they encountered Christ. But they did not yet fully understand until they encountered the Christ child. And another interesting part of today's gospel is when the three magi had their encounter with King Herod. King Herod serves as a foil to the Christ child. Both are kings. King Herod is the earthly ruler of Judea. But Christ, Jesus Christ, is, of course, the true king of the Jewish people. But they're kings in very different ways. And in fact, we hear of how King Herod was so threatened that he pulled the three magi off to the side because he wanted to find out when the star had appeared. Because he knew if he knew when the star appeared, he would basically be able to get a sense of when the Messiah was born. And this unfortunately led to the first martyrs, those who were called the Holy Innocents, those children who were killed by King Herod when he was trying to kill our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he was seeking to preserve his earthly kingdom and didn't understand that Jesus didn't come to take away his earthly kingdom or those of his successors, but instead was focused on the kingdom of heaven and bringing that into this world. And the three magi at first experienced some confusion when they encountered King Herod. Part of the reason why they were so overjoyed at seeing the star again 
is it brought a clarity to them when there was like a confusion and misunderstanding that came in from their interaction with King Herod. It's also why this gospel says that after they encountered the Christ child, they went home by another way. They wanted to avoid King Herod. Unfortunately, there are sometimes people that we have interactions with that can rob us of peace because they don't see things the way God invites them to see, and they can cause us sometimes to experience some of that confusion or lack of clarity, just as King Herod did to the three magi. But when we come back to Christ and have that encounter with Christ, that's when we experience peace, just as the three magi had that moment of experiencing peace when they had that encounter. And literally, when they entered in to the place where the child Jesus was, that again was their epiphany when things clicked. All of that they had been studying with the star, the ways that they had been following that star, it all led to the Christ child. And in that encounter, what didn't make sense before made sense. Jesus wants to do that for us. We all have moments in our life where we don't understand something. We don't get it. And literally we're saying, I don't understand. In those moments, that's when we're invited to go to Jesus, to bring our lack of understanding to him and literally say that, Lord, I don't understand what's going on right now. When we have that moment of surrender, of giving that to God, that's when we can have that aha, that epiphany moment, and things start to click for us, just like they clicked for the three magi as well. Now also what's good for us to meditate and reflect on, on this epiphany, is the three gifts that were given by the three magi to the Christ child. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gold helps us to understand that Christ would be a king. But again, unlike King Herod, he wasn't one focused on himself wasn't focused on bringing about earthly wealth. He was a keen focused on service of others and gives us an example of how to lead. Everyone here is called by God to be a leader. I'm sure some of you are managers or in your work world have had leadership ways. That's one way one's called to be a leader. Parents lead and guide their children, their families. That's a leader. I, as a pastor, am called to be a leader. Each of us are called to different forms of leadership, but we're all called to be leaders in some way, shape, or form. And we only truly understand the way that God calls us to lead others when we imitate the leadership of Christ in that act of service by focusing on others and not relying on ourselves, but relying on the gifts that God has given to us and the graces that God wants to give us. The second gift is that of frankincense. Frankincense, as all forms of incense, produce smoke that rises up. And so it symbolizes how Christ is the ultimate and eternal priest. We all are called to exercise a priestly office in our lives as well. In every Mass that I celebrate, over and over during the Mass, what I'm doing is I'm taking your intentions, 
your prayers, those things that are going on in your heart, maybe something you're worried about in work, or maybe those who look for work, maybe those who are looking for a spouse, who are looking for friendship, those who are seeking community, whatever those intentions, whatever it is that's stirring in your heart, literally throughout the Mass, I am gathering all those things and I am presenting them to God the Father, saying, Lord, hear the prayers, hear the desires, hear what your people are bringing to you today. That's what Christ did for all of us. He took all of those things in our hearts, all those things that we could not offer to God the Father ourselves, and he did it for us as the eternal high priest. But God again calls us to do that for others as well. There are moments when others cannot connect to God, and they need us to be that bridge to help lift their intentions up to others. As a priest, obviously, people ask me to pray for them all the time. But it's always usually an intention. They'll say, Father, can you pray for this, pray for that? They're literally saying, will you lift this particular thing to God? But people might ask that of you as well. Or they might not ask it intentionally, but they might give some kind of struggle or difficulty that's going on in their lives. And God would invite you to exercise your priesthood by baptism of bringing that thing to God that that person is struggling with in that moment. It's part of what that gift of frankincense calls all of us to. And then the third gift is the most mysterious one, myrrh. Myrrh is used in the burial process, especially in the time of Jesus. And it could seem a little strange, I'm assured, for St. Joseph and the Blessed Mother, it was strange for them to receive that gift. Christ had just been born, and yet... They're already talking about his death and the gift of myrrh. That signifies how Christ would die for all of us out of love. It shows how Christ is a prophet. A prophet literally gives their life for God to proclaim the message that God is asking them to proclaim. And this is the hardest one for all of us. To truly find peace oftentimes in our lives we have to die to something. We have to let something go. I love being a priest. It's a joy for me to be a priest, and I would not choose any other path of my life. But after 13 years of priesthood, I can say it is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. It's the most worthwhile thing, the thing that has brought even greater peace to me in many moments. But each year, God asked me to let go of something else. Each year, I have to die to something. I've already begun praying, all right, God, what are you going to want in 2024? Because <laughs> there's something that he's going to ask of me to let go of to die to. But that's hard for us. It's hard for us as human beings to let go of certain things. And so often, the reason why we don't experience an epiphany is because we get stuck. We get stuck because there's something that God's saying, you got to let go of this thing. We come to those T intersections in life where you can't keep going straight. You got to turn left or you got to turn right. But sometimes we get stuck in those moments because we don't want to let go. We don't want to die to that thing that we need to die to. 
But what the gift of mercy says is if we choose to let go and to die to that thing that's hard for us to let go of, there will be a new peace, a new hope that will come to us. When I became a priest, I had to let go of ever having a spouse in the sense that most people think of having a spouse. And honestly, for me, even harder than that was letting go of having children. If you ever see me around little kids, I love little kids. I had a little child, actually, right before the 2 p.m. mass that saw the gold on this vestment. A little girl that was attracted to it came and was holding on to it. She didn't want to let go before I was going down. Those kinds of things don't annoy me. Those bring me great joy. I love that aspect. But it was something that I had to let go of one sense of fatherhood to exercise the fatherhood spiritually that God has called me to as a priest. But again, there's those here too, that there's something that God's saying, I'm asking you to let go of this in 2024. And it's hard to. But we say on this epiphany, God, I want to let go to experience that peace, to have that aha moment. But until we let go, we won't get it. But once we let go, that's when something will click. After Mass today, you'll be able to receive what's called the Epiphany Home Blessing. It's something that is an ancient tradition of the church on Epiphany to bless your home. So there's a little prayer card, and know that regardless of what uh, side the chalk is taped to, whether it's the English side or the Spanish side, the one piece of paper's got English or Spanish, okay? So know if it's flipped to a Spanish one, it's not just a Spanish one, just flip it and you'll get the English on the other side, all right? And what is so important and powerful about the Epiphany blessing is what do we invite into our homes? We can invite Christ's peace into our homes on Epiphany. And it doesn't matter what happened in 2023. 2023 could have been a down year, could have been a rough one. You might have experienced difficulties and a lack of peace. As you do the Epiphany home blessing, you can say, Lord, these are the things I want to get rid of from 2023, and I want to invite this spirit of peace, joy, whatever it is your heart is especially seeking for 2024. And God will take it when you do the Epiphany home blessing with that intention, with that spirit, and you'll be able to experience that peace of Christ in your home in an even deeper way than in 2023. So God invites us to find peace in this new year, to have an epiphany, to have those aha moments when we seek to encounter Christ and allow Christ to reveal to us what we can't find out ourselves, just as the three magi experienced that peace and that aha moment, that epiphany, when they encountered the Christ child. And to remember that God calls all of us to lead as servant leaders like Christ. God calls all of us to be priests, to be able to offer those things to God that maybe sometimes we struggle to offer or someone struggles to offer to God. And that what's that thing that could keep us stuck that thing that is hard for us to let go of, to die to. But if we just let it go, we'll be able to experience that peace and we'll be able to allow that peace to come into our homes. God wants us to find peace in this new year.